This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who isn't big into conspiracy theories, really, but he can't wait to hear more from George Lopez, Ryan Nelson. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to talk about George Lopez. Uh <laughs> Poor Blue Beetle, maybe the worst origin of how he became a superhero. Yeah. Right in the bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not it wasn't the easiest uh, route to becoming a superhero, yeah. to say the least, for, for good old Jaime, to say the least. So uh, if you've been listening to podcasts since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the newest and the second to last DCEU film, Blue Beetle. Uh, if you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a 3 5 10 or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get to the show ad-free. And also, you get other benefits to being a Patreon supporter as well. That We do bonus episodes. We do some like interaction stuff. So... If you are interested in it, there's always that's always out there for you as well. Uh, so, like I said, it's not just the ad-free portion of being a Patreon supporter that is the big benefit. You, there are some other benefits to it as well. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You, you could leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, we'd love for you to write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. Uh, just scroll on down to on your player and click those little five stars, whether you're on Apple or Spotify. And like I said, if you have time to write us a review, uh, we would love that as well. But we really want to try to get as many ratings in as we possibly can. If you'd like to interact with the show, we'd love for you to do so. You can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. And also, if you've been listening to the ads this month, if you've been hearing them, uh, you've probably heard me talking about Q&As and polls and all that stuff. I'm trying to put one of each of those onto our episode, so we'd love for you to uh, just write a little comment in there or to vote in one of the polls, so we would really appreciate that. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage... All the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
All right, we are talking about the newest, and like I said, the second to last, DCEU film in uh, the canons. Uh, that is Blue Beetle. Uh, real quick, uh, we both saw this this past weekend. What were your general overall thoughts on Blue Beetle? I absolutely love this movie. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. I could not believe how much I love this movie. Uh, they did the best job of having someone's, a superhero's family, mm-hmm involved with the plot the whole time right and it worked yeah and i think that's the reason it worked is because i think so Mm -hmm. yeah like his family was so great yeah they were they were fantastic has george lopez ever been better at anything (laughs) probably not (laughs) he was so great i mean this was a perfect blend of his humor and then like you know he plays such a good like quirky character right and then, like, you know, I think I, I heard Joanna Robinson from The Ringer describe this perfectly about his character. There were times he was stealing the movie, but he was handing it right yeah. back to Cholo. I heard that. And let's, right. just, let, let's just pray. Cholo Maraduena, that's a star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kid is a star. He has what Tom Holland had when you saw him as Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there, were, there was a scene at the end of the movie where you know he's going in to you know try to kiss jenny and he looks all anxious and nervous and i'm like dude you look like a supermodel what are you nervous <laughs> but you know he he can make you feel that and the right and the charm and charisma on the kid like uh i was i was glad that uh james gunn has already come out and said yeah he's not going anywhere right uh, we're safe and scared i have some complaints not really about the movie about warner brothers why the hell did this not come out earlier in the summer? They should have when when Flash. This is a family movie that would have man. been huge. I think word of mouth. This all I heard all summer was man. There's no movie for me to take my kids to. You could take your kids. Yeah, this. you could. You could. You, you could take your kids. Like, to this one. Warner Brothers dumped this movie. You never saw the trailers like you did right. all these other movies. Like they did not do no pray. They didn't. They didn't promote it. I hate that it came out during the strike because George Lopez, Susan Sarandon, and Sholo would have been everywhere. They would have yeah, been on hot ones. They would have been on every talk show, and they would have. I, I think this movie had a chance to actually be a pretty big hit. And Warner Brothers did one of the worst jobs marketing and and promoting and getting a film out there that I've seen in a long time. And which is surprising that these are the same studio behind right. uh, Barbie. Yeah, and uh, I think that's where that was. I think that's probably what it is. Is they've spent all their time and effort going into <clears throat> into, I, I wonder, into uh, marketing Barbie. I think that's a big part uh, of it. I wonder if also they've already DC was like, Hey flash, this is it. This is the one you want. And it's like, well, this isn't the one you want. Like they kept, yeah, they kept been. praising flash instead of this. This movie was much better than flash. Well, and that's also, they spent, they spent all their money on flash. Uh, that's, well, I mean, that's it. Yeah. That too. So, I mean, they had, they had a much greater investment in the flash and honestly, I mean, I'll be real honest. I mean, this is probably one of the few times where we went into a superhero film where you were probably more excited for it than I was. Uh, I mean, I just, when I, yeah. when I went into this, I wasn't expecting much. I, I really was not expecting much. I thought, I mean, I like Cholo. I thought, I think he's, yeah. I think he's obviously got, I've always thought he has, he's a star in the making. Um, right. 
Uh, you know, there's a few young people on the Cobra Kai show, but and they're all good. Don't get me wrong, but the one that you that always just seemed to have yeah. more of an it factor is is Cholo Maradueña. He he stood out. I remember the when I first started Cobra Kai, the, there were two people that stood like William Zabka. I was like, I didn't realize how good he was. Oh yeah, he's great. Like, mm-hmm. like he is incredible. And then like you said, Cholo, you were like, and he was 16, and yeah. you're like, this kid has it right now yeah he does and so like i said i i, I was I, you know i was looking forward to seeing what he could do yeah. uh the trailers didn't look that great um trailers are terrible yeah i mean like i said i, I actually took a flyer on this as like my number five when we did our um some movie yeah. draft expectations i was like you know i don't have really have anything else so i'll just go ahead and take this as my number five pick uh, but that was just very much, that was very like, you know, I want to try to be really optimistic about this thing because I, I was not yeah. expecting this to be very good. And it was much, much better than I thought it was going to be. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, there, look, I've got some, I got a few minor complaints about it, but for the most part, I think it's just a really good, solid movie. And, you know, one of the things I was sitting there watching when I was sitting there watching this film, one of the things I was constantly thinking was, you know, before phase three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this is what pretty much every Marvel movie was, with the rare exception yes. of finding a just a, a truly great movie. This was what the right. Marvel Cinematic Universe was for yes. for basically like fifteen films. Then Phase Three happens, and you Phase Three had so many just mm-hmm. incredibly good movies. It's got Captain. It's got. Uh, it started off with uh, Captain America. Civil War, uh, it had it did it did Doctor Strange after that, but then it had uh, Th- Thor Ragnarok. It had uh, obviously both in uh, Endgame and Infinity War. It had uh, I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. So there's so yeah. many just incredible films in that that I think it just raised expectations of what Marvel is supposed to be, and that's one of the reasons we're having superhero fatigue is because we saw what it was, yeah. and we just can't accept you know it's. That's just a really good movie, and they. I mean, you think back. This to, is a fun movie. Yeah, this is a really fun movie. That's what Marvel was for right. so long. Just a lot of good fun movies. They weren't all the greatest cinematic experiences you've ever experienced. Right. And that's what we. That's what you know. We have to kind of get back to, and that's maybe maybe yeah. because we we've gotten so many of them. That's the reason why people aren't just wanting to have yeah. just a good movie anymore. But like I said, that's what the MCU was, and that's what the this is what the DCEU needed to be for so long. Because yes. I mean, coming into this film, like I said, I mean, I didn't expect much. One, Blue Beetle is not a comic character I'm just really familiar with. I know a little yeah, bit about him, yeah. uh, but I don't know a whole lot about him. I, I knew nothing. Uh, I don't, and honestly, you know, I've been birds. I've seen Black Adam. I've seen yeah. Batman versus Superman. I've seen the Justice right. League. I, I was like, yeah. I had no faith that this was going right. to be that great. So, uh, to get a really good DC movie was was really refreshing, and they did the right thing with this character. Yeah, it felt like the first Shazam movie. I still haven't yeah. seen the second one. Yeah, the second Remember one is fine. Like, it's, it's fine, but it's not great. The first one like was such a surprise. To right. Me. Mm-hmm. And like I really enjoyed it, and this kind of reminded me of Ant Man, yeah. a character I knew nothing about, and just a fun story, right? You know, and so I, you know, I thought this was cl- like you mentioned, this was the way that the comic book movies used to be, where you had an origin story and right. you got to know the character. Uh, it's so weird that this felt fresh when it was just like all the other movies, you know. But but still, they did a really good job with this origin story, and I thought. 
having you know the Latin family involved, yeah. the Mexican American family, just brought so much to it. Uh, you and I were talking about. We saw a uh, comment from from a a guy our age, right. in his forties, that's a Mexican American, and he was talking about how he had never fully felt connected to all these superhero movies because he's not white. Right. And like, you know, this was the first movie he understood every reference. He understood every needle drop. And I got to say, man, that really touched me because I was like, you and I have come up with a time. I was telling my wife about this. Like, everything has been made for us. Oh, yeah, it has. Mm-hmm. With, with like games when we were a kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, like arcade, like uh, Nintendo, everything, all the movies. Like, we've been so blessed to have a generation that's like hey we need to get these like gen x white kids right <laughs> and like we, we've been blessed for that and so it's like nice that we're you know uh giving giving uh, a chance to other to other uh uh what am i trying to say nationalities are trying to get yeah, demographic yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I i get i'm with you on that because i it is i mean this is why you know people get excited about uh about when they do get represented finally like mm-hmm. look this is not going to be anywhere near black panther it's, it's just not yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. uh, i was looking I, I checked the box office for it before we start recording and it's looking like it's going to bring home about 25 million uh that yeah. they was projecting at 30 million but it looks like it's going to right. come up short of that uh and part of look there's a lot of reasons for that the strike is not helping that's a that's a big part of it uh and the marketing for it has not been good that's another part that's another part of it and I mean, just all look. Here's the here's the reasons why it's going to. to I mean, what I've already said. The reason it's not going to do well at the box office. Reasons I've already said. Uh, DC movies do not yeah. have a good reputation. Uh, so people no. aren't going. How many people were in your theater? Did you did you like? Were you able to what? count? Oh yeah, yeah. It was not a lot. It was me and six other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> was, it was not a lot. It was like ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, there's that part of it. Uh, and while there is a guy who is going to be a bona fide star in this, he's not there yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's it's going to take a little bit of time for him to kind of well, get established. They, they did not sell it for families. No, they didn't. I don't understand why they didn't. I don't. I don't know. It's like, I, look, Warner Brothers has all kinds of issues. Regardless, that's yes. another problem that they have going on right now. And then there's the other issue that is this is you know this is the last DCEU film. Aquaman will be the last one. So I mean, that was one of my concerns coming into this. I was like, "Well, what are what are they going to do with this character afterwards?" And and granted, uh, James Gunn has said we want to keep him. Look, I'm going to give James yeah. Gunn a lot of credit for this because it's not going to make money, but he sees something yeah. in the character. He sees something in uh, Mayor Duena, and I don't know how he's going to use this character going forward. But if there's if there's a character. And this kind of goes right up his alley. It's a character that a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. a lot about. He can he can write for this person. And I, look, I don't know how much of his role, what all his role will be. Obviously, he's the head of like the creative department for for DC going forward. Right. But you know, I don't know how involved. Like, obviously, he's going to be directing and writing the the new Superman movie. I don't know how much he's going to be involved in yeah. in writing some of these other things that come out. But he is obviously. He no, he sees something in this, and like the rest of us who actually see this film, uh, right. you know, we see it too. So it's it's. Well, weird. I was gonna say the Reyes family give us that Max show if you want to do something. Yeah, 
like like him and his family having their own show on Max, like Peacemaker. That's a winner. Yeah, that that would be a great way to use this. Like, I mean, this movie was supposed to be a Max movie to begin with. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they moved it to the theaters. I'd be interested to know what the logic was. I guess just because well, I, I mean. The test screens had to be really good. I would, I would think they had to be good, but I don't know. Maybe that's why they ended up moving it out. But you would think if they're going to go ahead and move it out of, out of off of Max and into theaters, you would think they would have marketed it better. So, like I said, there's there's so many weird decisions involved with this thing that I just it's hard to really kind of wrap my mind around just what all they were thinking about it. So, uh, but all right. So we talked a lot about the, just the, the behind the scenes stuff. So let's take a real quick break, and then let's actually talk about the actual film itself. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so uh, it, it starts with uh, it starts with them finding the scarab in in I don't remember where they were, but it looked like it was like some really cold country or something like that. I don't yeah. remember exactly where it was, but they find the scarab, and this is our introduction to Victoria Cord and to oh crap, I forgot to get the IMDb up, but uh, Carapax is that was the guy's name? Yeah, Carapax. Yeah. Uh, so this is kind of our introduction to them. Uh, and I'll be real honest, if one of the things that does not work for me in this film are these two. Uh, look, I think Susan Sarandon is great. She's obviously a fantastic actress, but this is just a character. I, I just was not real thrilled with the villains in this thing. Uh, I just wasn't... Con- one, they, I think they tried to do a little bit of Oh well, you know, try to do a little bit of a sympathetic villain with her, and the fact that she was passed over because she's a woman, they right, tried to go down that right. road. I, they didn't really do a good job of that, and yeah. she just ends up trying to be just like this pure evil character, and I'm okay with that. I, I don't have an issue with you going down that road, but normally when you're that kind of a character, you have to like be able to like take care of things yourself. Uh, like think, like think with James Gunn's most recent film, um, The High Evolutionary. Just purely awful. No redeeming right, value to right, him, right. whatever. But yeah. he can handle stuff himself. And yeah. the, her character is re- completely reliant upon other people. And I, I just... What, what were your thoughts on her as a villain? See, I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, I, I did like her Karen aspect of just being yeah, horrible that for I no did kinda, reason. I did kind of like that. But yeah. like I said, I just, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like Harvey Gillian's in the movie is Dr. Sanchez, and that was not his name. Right. You know, yeah. when we found out at the end, I thought that was... I see what you're saying, though. You know, we didn't get enough, which I didn't want too much more, but I didn't, you know, maybe we didn't get enough of, like, why she was just so evil. Yeah. I know she was passed away. I really like the Carapax, but I don't think we got enough of, like, we. his ending was really good. Right, we just didn't get enough going up to that. Yeah, yeah, that, that I agree with, yeah. And I, I really like that actor. I thought he was really good. And like I said, his ending of why he is who he is, like, why he became that, uh, I thought they did a good job of yeah. I would say the villains are are the least uh, the thing that doesn't work the the, the most in this. Yeah, and the one the, and let me. I'm glad you mentioned him a second ago because I forgot totally forgot about this. It is a complete. It is a crime how much they yeah. wasted Harvey Gillian. I mean, I agree. When you I start agree. talking about like one of the who is the funniest person alive. 
I'm putting Harvey Gein in the conversation. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. And yeah. he's, if he, you've not watched What We Do in the Shadows, Dr. Sanchez on this, one of the best characters on TV. Yeah, and they, they do nothing with him. I mean, they do absolutely uh, nothing with him. I mean, I've seen yeah. him in the, What We Do in the Shadows, but he's also the voice of uh, Nightwing, uh, a.k.a. Robin, in the Harley Quinn series. And he is just hilarious in that as well. I mean, yeah. and he, like I said, I kept waiting for some, him to do something funny and for him to you know just make me laugh out loud yeah and in a movie that is actually funny and uh, he's not really doing funny. it he's not doing it yeah. i was like yeah. why did you get Ironic, him the, maybe the funniest person in this you know like has no comedy yeah yeah that was that was weird i have to say i wonder if there's some stuff cut uh, maybe uh yeah, but uh, yeah, that that was that was odd. That was an odd choice. Yeah, because like I said, I was really struggling. So when they when they get to the end and they kill him, I was like, okay, well, that's a monumental waste of an yeah, actor there. Yeah, but okay, but yeah. I can I guess whatever. But yeah. uh, outside of that, though, I don't really have any other complaints. Um, let's go ahead and talk about Nana real quick. Were you down with Nano and the gun? Loved it. Did you? I don't know. I, that was probably one of I the normally. Things hate that stuff. See, and I was, normally I, hate, too, I, just, I couldn't hate. get into it. it. When they kept talking about, I don't know, it was something about them selling her past that they needed to talk about one right. day and that she was just revolutionary. Right. I don't know. It made me laugh. I, 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 I bought it. I normally hate that so much. Maybe it's also that's an Academy Award-nominated actress playing well, yeah. Anna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah she's, she's a very good actress. Really, yeah. I don't know. I normally, I don't know there was something about this. This family is one of the most charming yeah, great. from family top to great. bottom. I think that's why I liked it. Normally, I may have thrown something at the TV watching <laughs> an old woman with a machine gun. But there was something about, like, oh, you don't know her backstory. And, like, I tell you what scene really sold it. When she's doing the plans, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, this is how we broke it. Right. And did the coup and whatever. I was that like, I was okay I'm, with. But when, they brought, when yeah. they brought out the big Gatling gun, I was like, eh, I don't know about all this. It's, we've seen it so much, cause, especially since Predator, because everyone's you know doing the Jesse Ventura from right. Predator, which ironically, the mom from the movie is the uh, is the, the one female in Predator. Oh, which is really, funny. I didn't that, realize yeah, that. Yeah, she's the woman from Predator. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. They that. fought in the jungle. Uh, that is one of the only survivors. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I think it's his family. Any other movie, I would have hated it. The, these people had me. Uh, they yeah. had me in their hands. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I love the family. Like I said, that was the only part of the family portion of this that I could, I could, I I could see. I loved it. Yeah. Whatever reason. Like I said, that, that was about the only part of that I didn't buy into. But the rest of it, though, I, I really enjoyed. The sister, uh, she is hilarious. Belisa. Escobedo, I think is how you pronounce her name. Uh, she plays Milagro. Uh, she is. She was great. She was. She was. She was so, especially early on. Yeah. She was so good. Yeah, she was oh, really good. She was funny. She, uh, yeah. she there was a lot of great banter between her and Jaime. Uh, yeah. Like I said, so that a lot. I really like that. Uh, the mom. Uh, I, at times, I thought the mom was actually uh, Jennifer Coolidge. I mean, she kind of gave off a Jennifer Coolidge vibe to me. Uh, Hispanic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge, but I thought she was good. I thought she was funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never, I don't know that she's done anything, but the girl who played Jenny Cord, Bruna Marquezine, I guess. Brazilian like, actress. So I was looking up her background. Yeah, I she, thought she was good. I thought she was really good, too. And I, it was interesting. Well, that's one of the things I did like. I did her like first about this. English film. Yeah, this is one of the things I liked about this is the they they really focused on 
Latin American actors, Latin American. Yes. It was a Latin American director because, uh, like, I'm. A, he did a fantastic job. Yes, he really, really did. And I let said, me say something. Uh, he did one of the best jobs with CGI I have seen. I never thought it looked terrible like these movies yeah. have been. Mm -hmm. no, I don't. Yeah. Maybe he knew something. This is a guy that's been directing smaller movies, so he knows what to do with the smaller budget. Right. And I'm talking about 120 million dollar, but he's never had this. But like, right. props to him because I never thought that looks terrible. No, I didn't either. I, I never, I never once thought that. I thought it all yeah. looked pretty good for the most part. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, I thought I, I'm with you. I really like the representation of of Latin cast, Latin American cast that I didn't know except for George Ray. I mean, jo, uh, jo, George Lopez. George Lopez, right? All right, so let's go talk about him. Uh, Hilarious. Co coming into this, I think there were, there seemed to be a, that was one of the things I heard a lot of people complain about. I was like, why are you putting George Lopez in this? Like, what have your thoughts been on George Lopez prior to this uh, film? I mean, he—I remember him as a stand-up comic right. before his, you know, sitcom. Right. And I would watch his sitcom. Like that was at a point where I was just done with sit. He—he he was on at a time where sitcoms were coming to the really their right, end the before mm -hmm. the office stuff. I think George Lopez is hilarious. I mean, I've seen him in a lot of other stuff. He is a—if you've never seen his stand-up comic, he's very funny. So I'm, I'm yeah. always been a fan. I wouldn't say like I'm a super fan, but I've always enjoyed his work. Yeah, I, I, I like George Lopez as well. I mean, my wife and I, when we were first married, probably maybe maybe around 2010 or so, when we would like go to bed at night, like the Lopez George Lopez show would be on Nick at night. We just kind of like have that on in the background when we were going uh, to bed at night. I enjoyed the show. It's not great yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, it's odd to me that like the person who kind of had their career launched and that is Nick Offerman of all people. Uh, oh wow, he was on that. Yeah, he played uh, George's mother's much younger boyfriend. Uh, oh, that's hilarious! I didn't realize. Yeah, that. Uh, I don't know. I guess. I yeah, but like I said, like when I first saw Nick Offerman kind of taking off, like on Parks and Rec and all that stuff, I was like, oh, that's the guy from George Lopez. Show. That's hilarious. Uh, but. Uh, like I said, I, I I think he's funny. I think he's I think he's yeah. really talented. I think he's great in this role. Really great. He did a good job of doing the hilarious conspiracy stuff. Right. Also like a tech genius. Yes. But also like a good mentor uncle. He cares about uh, Jaime. Yeah. And like wants to make sure nothing happens. He cares about the family, but still adding that comedic. And like I said, I think he did a good job. He easily could have stolen this movie but oh, yeah. he mm -hmm. knows how much it means to to have you know the blue beetle character right. make it also george lopez is 62 he looks damn good for 62 good yeah, for him <laughs> uh, but uh, uh also i don't know how old susan Durand is she looks unbelievable uh, uh, she's in her 70s i think if i'm not yeah. mistaken but like he did such a such a good job this when you're at a point in your career like he is, where he's had a fantastic career, when you can like steal, steal the show, but then pass a baton like that and, right. and just really build up the, the younger character, man. People should watch this uh, portrayal because this is a performance that should be stolen from. Right. You're correct about that. Uh, I thought he was great. I thought... Uh, I liked the dad. I thought uh, the guy who played the dad, mm -hmm. Damien Alcazar. I liked him. I, you know, there's it's a little bit getting old. A whole yeah. my dad must die for me to become a superhero. That right. that part of it is starting to get a little bit old. So I, I really wish they will find different ways to do superhero origins. But you know, they when they do the ghost dad thing at the very end of it, I thought it. I did think that part of it worked well. It doesn't always I, I come across really well. 
but I thought that one was good. Um, yeah. Uh, but obviously, the person who makes this whole thing... Oh, uh, let's talk about uh, Kajada, or however you pronounce the voice oh, in yeah. this. That's one thing I think they probably missed on. They could have done more with uh, her, because the person yeah. who is the voice is like a famous like singer, so their name's Becky G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah, that, that if if we see this character again, which you're supposed to, I, that would be something that needs to be improved on. I, 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 there's more there. Yeah, there's a lot more there. They, there's a lot more banter that those two, that Cholo and her could have had in doing this part. I think there's a lot more that they could have done with that. But uh, yeah. but for the most part, I thought that her voice acting of this mm-hmm. robotic, uh, sentient creature that's living inside of him i thought that it was i thought it was a really good performance by her but the person who makes all this go obviously is cholo maraduena uh obviously you know this is going to be you know james gunn wants this kid to come back he wants him to continue to be a part of whatever it is that he builds in the future uh what else do you see coming for him in 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 the future what other types of roles could he do one, I want to say that's smart because if not, Marvel should someone else. Marvel oh, yeah. should wrap him up oh, the yeah. next day if he gets dropped. Uh, I mean, he's so he has comedic chops. You know, I, I heard I think it was on the Ringerverse talk about Throwman and Peacemaker. Yeah. I would love to see oh, him yeah. and mm-hmm. Peacemaker and Vigilante together. Yeah, that was there fantastic. is comedy there. Like, there's anything like he he he's such a charming and charismatic and, and like has so much chops. You can throw him in anywhere, any of these, mm-hmm. whatever projects go, going forward. And he will be a nice addition. I, I, I don't want him to not have a starring role right. in something. You know, I, like I said, I think the Reyes family uh, show is just sitting there right. waiting to be made. Uh, but, you know, ho- hopefully, hopefully I think when this hits streaming, and when people Shazam had this too, when it hit, it was a pretty big hit at the right. movies. But when it hit streaming, people it were like, off. "This is unbelievable!" I think this is going to have the same thing when people realize, when families realize that they can watch this. Kids are going to be watching this oh, one yeah. over and over. Yeah, and I, I, I hope he gets another shot to have a starring role in something. Yeah, I think. So, I yeah. think James Gunn is smart though. I think this kid has it. Yeah, like you need to be using him. And uh, I'm just, I'm just surprised. You know, James Gunn and them were praising The Flash. And maybe they have been praising this movie. I haven't seen it. I've seen James Gunn has talked... Uh, he has talked very positively. What, what I have seen from him, he has talked very positively about about this character and about this about his performance. I've seen him say other things prior to this. He hasn't been as vocal as he was about The Flash. Uh, there's no question about that. But I have seen him talk about that. And I, that may be one of the reasons why this ended up going off of Max and into theaters. It may have been yeah. something that James Gunn decided to do. Uh, I don't know that for a fact, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. But, yeah, it is really weird that, look, I like this better than Flash. <laughs> me gonna, too. I'm not going to lie to you. I like it better than Flash. And I mean, I'm telling you, uh, James Gunn, Angel, uh, Manuel Soda, I'd sign him up. Yeah, I mean, he like I said, so it's really odd that just the way that they they approach this, but nevertheless. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I just don't I really like the story. Right. You know, the Ted Cord thing. Uh, who is that? You know. Yeah, that's, that's going uh, Let's talk about that real quick. Go ahead and finish yeah. what you're saying. Well, I know we bring that out. I mean, don't, don't. We've, we've seen Wonder Woman and Superman three times, and then they're like, no, nah, they're not going to be anything. Don't do this. <laughs> right. I know Ted Cord was the original Blue Beetle. I know the rumors were it was Jason Sudeikis. Right. 
and that supposedly I didn't really notice that he looks like the the family painting. Yeah, and that's and that's honestly, and I would be thrilled with that. I would love it too. Apparently, uh, the person who did the, who did the voice in this was Will Wheaton. I don't know if that's the plan to keep oh, him as okay. as the as the person who plays him in. Any other iteration Will of Wayne this? Will is a good friend of James Gunn as well. That's, that, make, that makes sense then. Uh, well, actually, no, because they did this before. so Or maybe they did that after. They put that on as, as something to do after. I don't know, but nevertheless. Um, anyway, uh, Ted Cord is the, was the original Blue Beetle when it was first released. Uh, and he was more... The way I he- I've heard him, the best description I've ever heard of Blue Beetle when Ted Cord was it was he was Batman with a sense of humor. Uh basically he didn't have he didn't have superhero powers he didn't have uh anything like that it, it, because he, he he had the scarab but the scarab would never unlock for him so and he got it from dan garrett who was the who was like the original one even though he like in the lore he was the original one but he they don't actually do anything with that character until uh after ted court is introduced uh because dan garrett apparently did have it and now uh like i said he's he's supposed to be he's really really funny he's He's got a lot of a lot of the reason that people Jason that Jason Zdeikis fan cast him, or he's, uh, fan, the fan casting is Jason Zdeikis because just the way that he talks and his mannerisms, I mean, it's right. very much like Ted Lasso. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of people think that that would be just like the absolute per, absolute perfect fit, and I, I would love to see it. I think it would be absolutely fantastic. I would. That would be amazing casting and Cholo and Jason Zdeikis together. Oh, yeah. George Lopez in the background—that—that that is a winner. Yeah, it would be—it would be absolutely fun to watch. So, hey, uh, that's, my biggest concern is we don't see George Lopez in this family again, and really, that—that's—that yeah. that is the thing that worries me. That, I mean, obviously, we're going to see Cholo as right. Blue Beetle. I, I worry about—I worry about Gun because this was a previous, right. the previous. These, dropping this all together i i really think this would be a mistake i think there's something here and if you give them more time and money and i i with this director doing sequels or doing a tv show i think there's something really here yeah i do too. i think there's i don't know that that's the concern that i have what you mentioned as well i don't know that they will keep everyone around i think james gunn yeah. is convinced about Cholo's role in the DC universe coming up. Yeah. I think he is very much convinced about that. I don't know how convinced he is about everything else in it. So, right. uh, yeah. and you know, that's just kind of one of those things we have to kind of wait and see on, but I'm with you. I hope that they, they do try to bring, I mean, you have to, in my opinion, you have to bring George Lopez back. I mean, I have to, I, he had a bigger role than this than I thought he was going to have. Uh, mm-hmm, I same. thought he was going to just kind of be there on occasion to just drop yeah. in a, a, a corny line every now and then. That's kind of yeah. what I thought, but no, he had to, very pivotal role i mean and then he did was the batman fascist line was that even in the movie yeah it was in there when, when he okay, okay. when they first get down to the blue beetle lair uh oh and, that's right because he's pra- praising ted cord right yeah and he says he says batman yeah, was fascist and uh yeah, like yeah. That, it's just a, it's, it's a bit of a throwaway line a lot of people got upset yeah. by that but it's it's not a real serious line in this specifically no. so uh but yeah if you got upset about that pl- please get some therapy <laughs> Well, I know, but look, Batman is beloved by, by so many people. They don't want to hear that. So. Still, man, I know. Yeah. Uh, if you were offended by that, do not watch episode four of Peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point on that one as well. So, uh, like I said, it, it's a fun movie. Uh, I'll be yeah. interested what they do with it. I mean, it's going to be a while before they do anything because they can't. They can't negotiate. They can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, and the strike is this. This. How much do you think this? 
how much extra money do you think this like I said it looks like it's going to make about 25 million how much extra do you think it makes if Cholo if George Lopez if Susan Sarandon can actually go out and market this thing and they can actually promote it do you how much of a difference do you think 10, 10 to 15 million. Yeah, that's about what I was going to think. Cholo has like four or five million Instagram followers. He can't promote this right. anywhere. You got like, like, they did a looking at uh, the, the No Hard Feelings movie with Jennifer Lawrence. Right. She got out and marketed the oh, hell yeah. out of it. And it ended up being a, did very well. It did better than more than they expected. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think this. I, I, I think at least ten million more. I think it, and and I think like I just think everything around this is just the marketing. I, I do think they could have gotten out and helped it more. Oh, I yeah. think word about this would be huge though. Yeah, that's where I'm hoping that this movie kind of. But you, schools in session for yeah, for I mean, so half the country. That's what I don't get. Yeah, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that. The fact that there will be a good word of mouth for this—that's my hope and prayer for this film. That it does yeah. kind of get it back, get it to where it probably should be. Because look, I'm a teacher. I teach seventh and eighth graders, mostly eighth graders. You know, when a new Marvel movie is coming out or a movie that kids are excited about, they, they are talking about. It. You hear them actively talking mm-hmm. about it quite a bit. Not a kid talked about this. And look, I teach about 25% of my students are Latin American uh, with where I am. And like I said, not a single, not a single peep out of anybody. I was about to say, are, are they, are they selling, are they marketing in Latin American, like Telemundo or whatever? Down. I don't know what people are, you know, that community is watching. They got, I, I told people I went to this movie. People are like, I've never heard of this. Right. And like, there's a lot of people who don't, who don't know about it. And, so, And I can't say this enough. I never I saw this trailer so few times. I saw Haunted Mansion every <laughs> damn time I went to the theater. I'm seeing Walker now. You they did a terrible job marketing this movie. Yeah, I, I saw I saw this trailer once or twice, I think, uh in movies prior prior to it. I didn't see it a whole lot, but you're right, I've seen a lot I have seen a lot of Wonka trailers. Uh yeah. we'll, we'll actually talk about that a little bit later on. So uh but nevertheless uh, it, it'll do well in streaming, I think. Uh, which yeah. is, it was the platform that it was originally intended yeah, yeah, for. Yeah. So, uh, I think it'll do great there. I'm hoping that it does. I'm hoping that it will kind of do a little bit better with word of mouth. Uh, it yeah. did actually. It did surpass Barbie's. Uh, so Barbie's reign at number yeah. one did finally come to an end. But it's taken a while, and it's not going to be. It's right. not because it like just overwhelmed it. It's just because it was the only new thing out there, and like I said, people aren't going to the movies. So right. Uh, Tell your friends and family go see this movie. Get, get, you know, I, oh, I yeah. really think this is a family movie. I will say there are a couple of boner jokes, and my God, they made me laugh because yeah, we do. don't see those in superheroes, and they worked. <laughs> yeah, they did. They were good. I'm, I'm with you on that. They were really good. So, uh, anything else you want to say? Now don't go crazy, people, and put boner jokes <laughs> yeah, in. Like, but they worked in this movie. They worked in this one. You're right. So, anything else you want to talk about before we do our awards? Uh, Tell everybody you know, go see this movie. I, th- I actually think they will actually enjoy it, even if you're not a superhero fan. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, th- th- this is what I think people will like. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So, All right, let's do some more words then. Yeah. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we wrap up a movie or a season of a television show, we like to give out six awards. All six of those awards are based on the six characters of Friends. So we start off with the Rachel, who is the star of the show. I think we both know where we're going with this, yeah, but nevertheless... we got to go 
Cholo Maradona as, as Hyman. And I like how they called him Hyman. Yeah, I, I like that too. Uh, Cholo Maradona is definitely the star of this. He is going to hopefully, uh, yes. like I said, hopefully other people I'm hoping that producers and directors and all these other people, they are smart enough to realize that when they they don't just look at the box office and they just look at the performance and say that this kid has something uh, and yeah. he's been showing it to I'm us. I'm actually surprised he hasn't been in other movies, but, you know, he's young. He's Maybe he's been going to college. He has a good family. Right. Maybe he's been doing other things, but, yeah, yeah there's he has it. I mean, they've done five seasons of, of Cobra Kai, so right. I mean, that's probably right. got to be time-consuming, too. So Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, Charlie Maradona, he's definitely the Rachel. Uh, you're Joey, a character that you just love, not the star, but the character you just enjoyed. Who's your, who's your Joey? So I did Coase here. I went with George Lopez as, Rudy, as Uncle Rudy. I thought, you know, as we talked about, he was fantastic. And I'm going with Jenny Cord here. I, I thought, I thought as a love interest, I, I thought she did a really good job. And this was her first English speaking role, yeah. so bravo to her. Yeah, I, I went with her as well, and I thought she was, I thought she was really good. So her English is really, really good. Uh, really good for it to be her first English speaking role. I thought that was and very, uh, very alluring. She, she should get a lot more uh, American fans oh, yeah. now. I, I feel pretty confident it's going to be the case going forward <laughs> yeah. so uh your chandler who's your chandler because i kind of thought you were gonna go one way but who, who's your chandler uh i, I went with uh malargo reyes i thought she was just hilarious okay. as, as as you know george lopez easily could have been that yeah because he's mine on this as well okay yeah yeah, so yeah he's mine for for rudy reyes on on this one so uh because he was absolutely hysterical like i said yeah i, I wanted to give him a bigger shout out because i thought he had this was an ensemble piece yeah it really like, was. which was surprising mm-hmm. And I thought he had such a big part and, and really, really helped the film. That's why I gave him the Joey. But yeah, let's let's not let's talk about the sister though. She was hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah, she was really good. Uh, I I probably would have put her more as my Joey's like a co there, but uh yeah. but, but I'm fine with her there too. So uh Phoebe, the oddball of the bunch, who's your Phoebe? Dr. Sanchez, Harvey Gilliam, just yeah. wasted. Yeah, I went with, I, I I didn't put him anywhere just because of the fact that I didn't really think he fit anywhere, but I went with uh, Adriana Barraza as Nana. Uh, yeah. She was yeah. a, a machine yeah. gun toting Nana. Is, it's kind of an odd character. So Absolutely. So I, I went with her for the Phoebe. Uh, your Monica, somebody who just plays an important role in the film. Who did you go with? The- this is where I went with the parents and the yeah. Nana uh, on this. I went with the parents here. I didn't go with Nana here, but I went with the parents. You're right. And last but not least, the Ross, your least favorite character. Who'd you go with? I went with Susan Sarandon. Yeah, yeah she is. Like I said, I mean, I don't think my my gripes with the, with Susan Sarandon's role earlier they they didn't have anything to do with Susan Sarandon. I think she was uh, doing the best she could with with what I think is just a poor character. But uh, she but, was eating up scenery. I gotta yeah. give her credit. She yeah, there, was, she was. Enjoy- she wasn't melded in, which we've seen people at right. her age do in these type roles. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of my concern when I saw her doing this. So like, when I knew she was in this, I was really afraid that was going to be the case, that she would mail this in. Yeah. Just because of the trailers I saw, there's right. only one scene I saw her in any of them. And it's her. It's that line where she says, it may have chosen you, but it belongs to me. That's the only thing I ever saw her in yeah. the trailer. It was like, well, she must not be doing much of a, She must not be giving much of a performance if 
Right. This is the only way that they're showing her. And like I said, I don't think it was an issue with her. I wish they would have made the character more like a Lex Luthor more so than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But like I said, I, I, I'm not blaming her for her being my least favorite. I just nah. think she's, I just think it was a poorly written character. So, all right. Uh, rating time here on the main attraction podcast. We have a five tier rating system at the top of our list is a succession. Beneath the succession is a lost middle of the road forest is friends. Beneath the friends is full house and bottom of the barrel forest is a Baywatch. What are you rating blue beetle? I can't believe it. I'm going to give this a succession. Okay. Uh, I I enjoyed this so much more than Flash. I liked Ant Man. I liked this much more than that. I this movie just surprised me how good it was. And I'm you know it's a extremely low succession. <laughs> uh, but I would put this up with Peacemaker. Like yeah. I was surprised at how much that was. You right. know how much I liked that. So this this is a fun movie. Like like I mentioned, you don't even have to be into superheroes right. to to enjoy this. And like I said. I was shocked how much how much of a fun time this was. Yeah, I, I'm giving it a loss. It's a strong loss. It's not. It's it's yeah. it's close to a succession, but it's not quite there for me. Yeah. Like I said, I, I had some issues with the villains, I, I, and mm-hmm. honestly, just wasting Harvey again is just so. I, such, I agree. <laughs> such a such. A, you just can't do that. You just can't put. I mean, get just some no name if you're going to have them do right. that. I mean, but uh, yeah, but yeah, like I said, it, it's it's close to a succession. It's not quite there for me, mm-hmm. but it's it. I really enjoyed it. Well, and, and I really like uh, saying Angel Manuel Soto. I thought director, yeah, fantastic job. Yeah, he did a really good job. I'll be he, he like again. I hope that they don't just look at his box office for this and they yeah. realize just you know the the quality of the film and people will go and give him jobs. But because he he far exceeded my expectation. Like I said, I had yeah. very very low expectations mm-hmm. of this thing coming in, and he he greatly exceeded them because i was just i yeah. was thinking i mean if we hadn't done it for the for the podcast uh you know i probably would have i probably would have waited and just till it came out on streaming uh right. I, I mean like my expectations were so low i had like a i had a, a rewards ticket at, at the local theater here and you can't use it for like the the big fancy theater so i just went to like the regular ones like oh, i'm just this is a free one. I'm not, uh, I don't think this movie's going to be that great, so I'll just go see it. I kind of wish I'd gone and seen it on the big thing now. So, uh, well, I was when I saw the word of mouth from like critics or stuff, were mm-hmm. like, "Hey, this movie's actually pretty good," and it was like legitimate critics, you know, yeah, true. like the Peter Travers from Rolling Stones and stuff. Like, this movie is not what they're marketing as. I think people will like this. Like that, that kind of got me excited. And yeah. like I said. You know, we decided to cover it. I'm, I'm really glad I went and saw it. Yeah, I'm too. I'm really glad that I went and saw it. I can't wait for it to come out on Max. I'll check, check it out again yeah. there as well. So, All right. Before we sign off on this episode, we'd like to give recommendations to our listeners. Do you have any recommendations this week? I do. Uh, I finally caught up on the Lincoln Lawyer, the Netflix okay. series. Uh, it was. It's really good. Uh, two seasons are out. If, if, if you ever watch this, we may have to cover this at some point. Sure, I need to, I need to like, watch it. I got a lot of things three, to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really good. Uh, I think the, the thing that disappoints me the most, the Lincoln lawyer and Bosch are, are half brothers. Oh, okay. And there are a lot of books of them together. I didn't know that. And now that they're on different networks, they can't be in the same universe. Yeah, so that's <laughs> really disappointing. But, uh, the Lincoln Lawyer. I would definitely check it out. I, I I actually think your wife would really like it. I think it's a show you two could watch together. Yeah, I mean, I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would recommend that. Uh, I watched um, The Heart of Stone, the Gal Gadot Netflix action movie. I thought it I was fun. It came out like last week. No, I haven't. I've not, not even heard of this. <laughs> Netflix has really been uh, promoting it. Really? Yeah, I've not even heard of that. Is what's yeah, it called? It's Heart of good. Stone. 
Heart of Stone. Okay. Uh, She's a like a uh, MI6 agent. Okay. No, I'll it's, check it's it out. Worth, it's, it's, it's worth watching. You know, it's not the best thing out there, but as Netflix action movies go, uh, there are worse things you can watch. Uh, we've talked about, let's see, what we do in the shadows since we talked about Harvey Coon. Uh, they're having a hilarious season. I would definitely yeah, I recommend. Haven't, I haven't got a chance to watch it yet either. I, I want to watch it. I just haven't gotten to it yeah, yet. So, so yeah, I, w- I would definitely recommend those, and uh, I'll leave it there because uh, things are getting uh, slim, bare. So I <laughs> yeah. need to uh, save those for coming up. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, I have, I didn't get a chance to watch anything this week. Uh, that I got so my recommendations are going to be slim because the only thing I'm going with I'm going to I'm I'm kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, you guys, y'all know I like playing video games uh i finally got around on saturday i finally got around three months late to buying the new legend of zelda game i love the legend of zelda games they are my favorite video games of all time and it's fantastic everything that you've heard about it because it was just kind of encompassing the entire culture there back in may uh it's all true it's it in the words of han Han solo it's all true uh (laughs) but yeah i love it it's fantastic i'm i'm so glad that i finally got around to playing it because it is great and i just and now that we may not have as much to watch here coming up i'll I'll give me something to do so uh uh, so i'm kind of excited about that so uh anything else you want to share before we head off for this episode Appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.